Hi, I'm Susie Quattro. I've been around for a long, long time, been a successful artist for 59 years now. And tonight I'm going to be talking to a very nice guy and a fellow bass player, Robert Miller, and follow your dream. And that's what you should do. Follow your dream. Everyone has a dream. Robert Miller is a musician who had a dream to become a rock star. He followed his dream and he succeeded. If you're ready to pursue and succeed at your dream, then listen up and get inspired and motivated to take action today. Welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Follow Your Dream podcast with listeners in 200 countries. I'm Robert Miller, your host. My guest today is William Lee Golden of the Oak Ridge Boys the famous gospel and country quartet. He's also the leader of the Goldens, along with his sons, and he's an accomplished painter and photographer as well. A true Renaissance man, huh? William led the Oaks transition from gospel to country, and they're now one of the most award-winning groups in country music. They've sold over 40 million records and have more than a dozen number one singles and over 30 top 10 hits. He's a member of both the Country and Gospel Music Halls of Fame, as well as a member of the Grand Old Opry. And like me, William became even more active during the pandemic, recording four albums and writing a book, all after he turned 80 years of age. And in the middle of this episode, as I do with all my musical guests, William and I are going to do what I call a song fest. We're going to play a handful of his best works. We're going to talk about them. You're going to get the backstories. And nobody else does this in podcasts. And you also know that I like to feature a song of mine in every episode, underneath the introduction and at the end. And I always try to make that song relevant somehow to my guest. And in this instance, I have chosen the song My Love from my new album, Bobby M and the Paisley Parade. Now I'm no country artist, but I chose this song because it's got a country rock kind of feel, which I thought fits really well with William's music. So William Lee Golden, welcome to the Folly of Dream podcast, baby. Thank you, Robert. It's great to be here on Follow Your Dream. That's kind of what we both did. Yeah, well, you're a little bit ahead of me, but I'm following in your wake. How's that? Well, as long as we're moving forward. It's what counts. I agree with you. All right, people can't see you because this is audio only, but you got one of the world's greatest beards, okay? And I'm wondering, who was first, you or ZZ Top? Well... I think it might have been around the same time. I know I uh, lost my razor in 1980, and so that's where mine started that I quit trimming it or shaving or and that, you know. But I used to be a GQ-type guy, you know, clean cut and uh, the whole bit. So, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, staying fashionable back in the days, but, uh, you know, then... One day I got to wonder, somebody used to, I used to go to these rendezvous, you know, these uh, mountain man rendezvous and 
some of these guys would ask me, hey, boy, because I wore a scubble beard there for a while, you know, the shadowed look. And, uh, and these guys would say, hey, guy, I want that beard ever grow. And uh, so I got to thinking about it. And I decided to one day let it go. And uh, so this is what it turned into. And it just kept growing for about three years, man. And it's, uh, then it wound up my beard down to my waist and uh, my hair down to my waist. It was uh, crazy. but uh, And I still haven't trimmed it. It's just uh, over the years, man, uh, this has been, what, 42 years ago. And uh, so, uh, but the hair is uh, gradually through the years, you know, seems to be getting shorter for some reason. I don't know. So the one really good thing about it is you haven't spent any money on shaving cream or uh, razors, huh? No, I haven't. <laughs> All right. Now, I like when I go through people's bios before I do these interviews, I always like to pick out certain things that just kind of jump out at me. And one of the things that I found in your bio that I found so interesting was that your home is called the Golden Era Plantation. And it dates back to like 1786. Am I correct? Yeah. Uh, this old place was built by uh, Colonel James Franklin. He was uh, a Revolutionary War colonel, and he fought with George Washington. He fought with the Immortal 70, one of the Immortal 70. Anyhow, after the Revolutionary War, they... For some of their officers, they were uh, given plots of land, you know, and given a section of land here, which uh, a section is like 640 acres of land. So uh, he had a big place here. And in 1980, I uh, found this place out here and uh, it was for sale at that time. And so uh, I needed a place to, uh, for refuge and uh a place that we could get loud, my kids could get, my sons could uh, turn music up loud and not disturb anybody out here. And uh, so that's what we, I got it back then. And uh, so I've been at this old place. Uh, it's been home for, since 1980. All right, so I heard a rumor that during the Civil War, either your ancestors or whoever owned it before you buried gold in the area. Is that right? Yeah, there was uh, the people that uh, bought it before I bought it, actually. It had been uh, empty here for a time, and they bought it to refix it up and to put a roof back on it. And uh, they were digging out the basement here. And in one of the corners of the basement, they were digging out because it's a three-level home here. And uh, in the basement, it was like dirt floors down there, but they were digging it out and getting some of the dirt out to put tile down there. Uh, they were actually going concrete down there first. And they had the little bobcat in there that could go out the uh, bottom door down there. And they would go in and out and take scoops out there and dump it on a pile. And... They dumped on pile and all at once the sparkling out there and they'd hit a uh, stash of uh, gold coins down there that was uh, in a tin box that had kind of torn apart, I guess, when they were digging. And uh, anyhow, they were 
they found like $12,000 worth of gold coins buried in the basement back then. And that was in uh, 1976 when they found that. And I bought it four years later, but uh, I didn't realize that they had found the gold here until I was, I loved the place and uh, was negotiating to buy it before I ever heard the stories of any of the background on it. It's a nice little bonus when you buy a house, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't get any of the gold, see. All right, but you got the story. That's what counts. Yeah. All right, so tell me about your musical career. When did you decide to become a musician? Was this something from early, early on in your life? Well, it started early with me, you know, seven, eight years old. My sister, she was uh, three or four years older than me, three and a half years older, and uh, she was real musical. Uh, she could play anything and uh, had a great ear, still does. And uh, anyhow, she taught me how to play rhythm guitar. She played mandolin and I played rhythm guitar, and uh, but she could play piano and all these things. But uh, I became the rhythm guitar player in the family uh, when I was what I started playing at seven, eight, nine, ten years old. I was playing rhythm guitar and singing harmonies, and she taught me how to sing harmonies too. And then later in high school, you know, I sang in the FFA quartet, which is uh, uh Future Farmers. Yeah, Future Farmers of America, which is I think this week is one of their anniversaries or something. But uh, anyhow, I sang in the FFA quartet and. Uh, that led me to enjoy singing in four-part harmony groups. And, uh, so after school, I kind of formed a trio that I had. I couldn't get a good bass singer. So uh, the bass singer we had in high school, he'd gone off to service or something. And uh, anyhow, I sang with a trio there. I had a trio for a while, and I met the Oak Ridge Boys. And, uh, and they had become my, one of my favorite groups at that time. They had cut two Warner Brothers albums that I, one of my singing buddies had turned me on to. And uh, anyhow, I got to work two or three shows with them. Now, they were gospel at that time, weren't they? They were. And uh, I worked two or three big shows with them. And uh, then when they were playing in the area, I'd go see them. But, uh, and they had a personnel change. And I, drove to Nashville and where I knew they were going to be singing and uh, went and talked to the lead singer and uh, Smitty Gatlin and told him what I felt about their group and uh, that if they ever decided to make a change, I'd like to try out for the position. And so a couple of months later, Smitty called me and said, hey, you still interested in uh, trying out? to sing baritone? I said, yeah. He said, okay, we're in the market for a baritone singer. So I said, well, when do you need me? He said, uh, as soon as you can get up here. So I said, okay, I'll head out tomorrow. Went up here and uh, got the gig. And uh, so there's, I said, when should we start? We're heading out this weekend. So uh, I had to drive back to Bruton. 400 miles and uh, turned my reg resignation in at a paper mill and uh, that I was working at and uh, to also tell them that uh, 
I wanted to also turn in my resignation, but to take my vacation. And uh, because I had to leave now. And uh, so I came back and I joined them in 1965. So you you went right into the group. I mean, as soon as you got back, you're you're out there gigging with that band, huh? Yeah. Good for you. We started Georgia the first weekend at uh, Georgia and Alabama and had some dates. Anyhow, that was where it all started for me. And it's through the years, you know, you uh, back in those days, we would work, you know, from 150 to 200 days a year. When we started hitting and having success, we were working at least 200 days a year every year. That's a lot of days on the road. Last year, we did 140 days, the Oak Ridge Boys. But when I'm not out with the Oak Ridge Boys, I do stuff with my own family. My sons, they're real talented and great musicians and singers and songwriters. And We're going to talk about them in a minute. I want to hear about the transition. You took the Oak Ridge Boys and you transitioned them from gospel to country. How did that come about? Well, we were fortunate. We had a band. We put a band together to tour with on the road to play the music that we were making. A lot of groups didn't have bands, and we got a band. We had a professional drummer. And anyhow, we were playing music, and we recorded an album with our band out in California at a studio that uh, one of the record executives went out to help us. But uh, in our band back then was uh, Tony Brown, who left us, went with Elvis. He came back after Elvis passed, and Tony uh, then became a top executive with RCA Records and uh, signed Alabama and uh, some of those bands to uh, to the label. And anyhow, it's uh, those were guys in our band at that time. But we won awards and gospel music for a light album we had in '69, and uh, it kind of revolutionized what. The industry was then of us going in and taking our own band and cutting an album. It was just, uh, and it won all the awards that year. But uh, in a couple of years, you know, you realize that uh, we needed to expand our music and our audiences. Uh, most people at that time, and just like today, they only want to hear a gospel song on Sunday. They, uh, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, they're living life. And uh, so I realized it's important for us to sing songs about seven days a week, not just uh, one day a week. So we're living our lives. And to do that, we it took the right combination and the right team of people around the Oak Ridge Boys, and uh, that's where, to get into that world, we uh, signed, we went with Jim Halsey as management. Did the other guys resist at first when you decided to do this? Yeah, there was some, a little, uh, thankfully, Richard, who sings bass, uh, 
he come to us. I called him and invited him to come to, with the Oak Ridge Boys uh, when he was singing with Elvis. And so Richard talked to his wife and he'd come join the Oak Ridge Boys. And, uh, but he had seen the big time and saw what good people, you know, that you can take gospel music and country music and rock and roll music, mix it all together. You hit a lot of people there. Uh, you hit me for sure. And, uh, anyhow, it's, uh, I love all that music. Who are your favorites? Tell me who your favorites are. My favorite music? No, I'm talking about your favorite artists. Who combines those influences in a way that really turns you on? Well, it's been through the years, you know. I grew up uh, in my early childhood playing and listening to country music, you know, the Grand Ole Opry stars. And my sister and I would play these songs that uh, Roy Acuff sang, you know, the Great Speckle Bird, and we'd sing Kitty Wells' song, Matching Over the Hilltop, Hank Williams' songs, I Saw the Light. Things like that, but uh, as little kids, we played those songs and sang them. And uh, back then, those were new, pretty new songs, and but uh, we'd get to play them and sing them in church. And then, when I got eight, nine years old, ten years old, we were singing on Granddad's radio show once a week. So uh, from there, we singing in every little high school, junior high schools, churches, count meetings. And, his kids, you know, growing up. Hi, everybody. I'm Robert Miller, your host. As you know by now, I'm a professional musician, in addition to being the host of this podcast. With my band, Project Grand Slam, I've released 12 highly acclaimed albums, including Trippin', which went to number one on Billboard. And we've got millions of video views and streams. My latest album is called Bobby M and the Paisley Parade. It's been called Album of the Year by Indie Shark. I released this album in a novel way via five episodes of this podcast. And I'm pleased to say that those episodes have been downloaded over 50,000 times in more than 130 countries. I invite you to listen to the album. It's available on Spotify and all the other streaming services. And I also invite you to check out all the episodes of this Follow Your Dream podcast. I've had so many amazing, famous musicians and others as guests on the show, all of whom have followed their dream to success. The episodes are fun and entertaining, and we must be doing something right because the podcast is ranked in the top 1% of all podcasts with listeners in 200 countries. How about that? So every episode is like taking a world tour. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast so you get each episode when it airs. And also, please sign up for our weekly emails, which keep you up to date on everything. The links are all in the show notes. 
I want to thank you for listening and keep on rocking. Let's go into that second part of this uh, interview where we do the song fest. And I want to start with a couple of Oak Ridge Boys songs that were provided to me. The first one that we're playing now is your version of a Jackson Brown song called Take It Easy. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, this was actually uh, during the pandemic, I went in with my family. Take It Easy is a song that I did with my family, actually, during the pandemic. Uh, we did uh, 34 songs we recorded as my family. I did four different albums. I started out with my family doing songs, old songs. We got together in a pandemic. You know, uh, we were all, like you said earlier, all entertainers and musicians were all sent home. We were sent home. And, you know, you don't know what's going on. You're in a pandemic. You turn on TV. Everybody hates everybody. And uh, they say, go home, shut your doors, lock the doors, put on two masks. If anyone knocks on your door, crawl under the bed. So I had to turn that crap off, you know. Really, I had to get away from TV news. And, uh, and when I got away from all that crap, all these old songs kept coming in my mind, you know, as they flood my mind. Songs that were instrumental in, in my whole musical approach in life, you know. These singers and songwriters that influenced me from the very beginning. And that's where I took my kids to. And uh, I told them, come on over, man. It's our house and uh, you're welcome. So come on, let's get around the piano and sing some songs. They said, you can't go socialize. You can't go to church. You can't do these things. So I got the family over. We got around the piano with our instruments. We started playing country songs, gospel songs, old rock and roll songs, songs that influenced us. Then I went up the street here and got uh, Ben Isaac to let us use his studio called four or five of our musician friends to join the family. We started singing old songs. We had revival, we had honky-tonk party and everything else there before the couple of weeks was over. And we uh, cut all these old songs, songs that were essential in our life at different points. And uh, Take It Easy was one with me, you know. It's, uh, I did a book during the pandemic, and uh, there's a chapter in my book called Trying to Love Two Women. That was a song I sang 
Uh, it's also was a kind of a story of my life at that time. All right, let's go to the next one. This is another cover that you did. This is a John Denver song, such a, a wonderful song, Take Me Home Country Road. Life is over, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, blowing like the breeze. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home, country roads. Tell me about that one. Country Roads is a song that Rusty sings. It's my uh, oldest son. He also plays keyboards with the band. He's a great songwriter. He's won several awards for his gospel songwriting. But he also plays, uh, you know, a lot of different music. And uh, he worked overseas, uh, you know, was over there about six months a year. And he did a lot of classic old songs over there. But he's the one that wanted to do Country Roads. He said that, you know, that song is uh, it's known worldwide. And uh, John Denver's song. But we put our spin to it put a little kick to the song, and uh, we also put harmonies to it. And uh, we did it in a little different way there. So that's what we did as a family. Uh, it's a lovely song that you came out with. All right, let's go to the next one. This one I think was also your family. This is Peaceful, Easy Feeling, one of the Eagles songs. And I want to sleep with you in the desert tonight With a billion stars It's another eagle. We did two eagle songs out of 34 songs that we recorded. And they, uh, we did Take It Easy and we did Peaceful Easy Feeling. Uh -huh. uh, Chris Goldman, my third son, he sings lead on it. He also played drums in the band and the recording, but on stage he does acoustic guitar and uh, he's a great acoustic player. And uh, and he sings, and uh, he's a great lead singer and a great harmony singer. So uh, he and Rusty both. But those two songs feature my two sons. Uh, Chris sings lead on Peaceful, Easy Feeling, and I harmonize with him some, and then we all come and harmonize with him. All right. Now, how do you figure out who's going to do what on each song? Is it up to uh, Papa here to make the decision, or do the kids rule the day? You know, the early stuff, when I took them into the studio, I, I took them back to my beginning. So the gospel album was mainly old stuff that I grew up singing. And then when we got into the country music, and uh, I wanted to take them from that throughout life, you know. We're in a pandemic, so let's, uh, let's sing songs about our lives. And I went back and recorded old classic country songs that I 
grew up hearing and singing. Hank Lachlan, Send Me the Pillow That You Dream On and things like that. And then I asked my boys, you know, y'all, what songs growing up in their life, you know, when they were kids, did they remember that, let's bring it here and let's redo it. And so uh, that's what we did. And, uh, Rusty wanted to do Country Roads. Chris loved Peaceful Easy Feeling. And uh, actually, uh, Jeff Panzer's uh, brother, Kenny, he was involved with uh, the two Eagles songs. And that's like we all love the Eagles. So, you know, the Eagles songs, Peace to Take It Easy and Peaceful Easy Feeling was they're 50 years old. They were recorded and released 50 years ago. Yep. And didn't make it to number one at that time, but became classics. You hear them all the time on the radio. No question about that. All right, let's go to the last one. This is, uh, I guess, one of your songs or your family songs called Four Walls. us about that man that's an old song that i heard uh growing up as a young man and uh you know riding on the tractors and when i was a teenager and i guess and singing songs man you're riding out there all day uh, plowing and whatever and you, you're singing all day usually so uh, a lot of things and, and listening to songs back then, it was a Four Walls was a song that Jim Reeves had out. And it also has a, it takes a pretty good singer to do that because it has a pretty wide reach, you know, from kind of low, then it it goes up high at one point. But uh, anyhow, we did it and, and put them rich harmonies around it. Like these classic old songs, I had never heard them in that form but I could hear it in my mind and that's what I wanted to hear and we, and we did as a family man with those rich harmonies me harmonized with my sons it's a real rich sound we're not real high singers but uh, it's a richness to it it does have that no question about it what's in the future for you right now William Lee Golden well I'm still doing like a hundred and 30, 40 days this year with the Oak Ridge Boys. And when I'm not with the Oak Ridge Boys, I'm working on these projects with my sons. We're out doing concerts uh, and doing shows with uh, Chris and Rusty and our band, the Goldens. And uh, to me, that's been extremely fulfilling to me and rewarding and for us to go and play some of these places. And what we do is we, we got these guys that played on the records, you know, these great musicians that plays with us when we go out. And uh, I like to jam. I like I, I like to hear the, these musicians take a run and really go with it. And that's what we do, man. We, we stretch our songs and stretch our shows 
the last show we did here, which was a week or so ago, a week and a half ago with my boys, uh, we did two hours and nine or 10 minutes, I believe, was what we did. Sounds good to me. We have been talking here with William Lee Golden. You've had a spectacular career with the Oak Ridge Boys and now with your sons as the Goldens. I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been a real pleasure. Robert, thank you. It's good to get to know you. We've never met before. You're right about that. And it's nice to get to know you. Yeah, you've had an illustrious musical career yourself. Well, it's been a lot of fun to combine the music and then to meet everybody that I've met via this podcast has been a pleasure for me. And as a lot of people know, one of the nicest parts about this whole thing for me, the icing on the cake, so to speak, is that I've collaborated with a number of my guests that I've had on the podcast. So, you know, music is an international language, as you know. It really is. Even though one person is doing country or gospel and I'm doing something different, there's always ways to meet in the middle, isn't there? It really is. I just released my new album via this podcast. And uh, it was a wonderful way to do it because not only did it get worldwide distribution, but, you know, within I, I put it out in five separate episodes, two songs on each episode. And in total, got about 50,000 downloads. That's not too bad, huh? Wow. Good for you, man. There's always a new way to skin the cat, right? Yeah, it is. Well, thank you. I'd like to get a copy of it and listen to it. I will send it to you, I promise. How's that? Okay. Sounds good. And you send your stuff to me. I want to listen to the rest of your stuff, too. Okay. I'll do that. All right. We'll have an exchange here. We have been uh, talking with William Lee Golden, the great William Lee Golden. I want to thank you for being on this podcast. Now we're going to listen to that song that started off the episode. It's my song from the new album. It's called My Love. I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so you don't miss another inspiring episode. You can connect with Robert at robert at followyourdreampodcast.com. And you can hear more from his band at projectgrandslam.com and at thepgsstore.com. Warmth of your heart, so many goodbyes. Your laugh, your cry, your spirit, your soul. I see it all in colors so bold The stars that shine up above 
stars that shine up above shine for you my love when we first met when we held hands hearts beat as one I am Oh